Trekkies and Trekkers. Welcome to this amazing Star Trek podcast on Trek Tuesday. I'm your host, Sorinda, and together with Amanda Hopper, I recap every two weeks an episode of Star Trek TNG. All the episodes will be recapped in the chronically following. We will approach each episode with humor and a feminine look. Today we recap the episode Q Who. On his way back, to his quarters, Captain Picard steps off a turbolift and instead of finding himself in a corridor on board the Enterprise, he ends up on board a shuttlecraft with Q at the controls. Picard demands to be returned to the Enterprise. Q calls him an impossibly stubborn human and refuses to take him back until he agrees to at least hear Q's request. Q then transports them to 10 Forward, where Guinan, who recognizes him, warns Picard not to trust him. Q refuses that he wants to join the crew to assist them in the push further into unexplored regions of the galaxy, asserting they are not ready for the threat they will encounter. Picard chooses to make their own way into the unknown and rejects Q's offer. Irritated by Picard's arrogance, Q instantly sends the Enterprise thousands of light years across the galaxy, then disappears. Lieutenant Commander Data reports that the nearest starbase is over two years away at maximum warp. A fearful Garden warns Picard to set course for home immediately, but Picard is curious to explore. The crew discover a nearby planet that shows signs of a previous civilization, but has been stripped of all the industry and mechanical elements, similar to destruction found several months ago at Federation outposts bordering the Romulan neutral zone. Moments later, they detect and are then met by a large cube-shaped vessel, which does not answer their hails. Guyan warns Picard that the ship belongs to the Borg, a powerful cyborg-like race that nearly wiped out her people, scattering the survivors across the galaxy, and again urged Picard to leave immediately or face a certain destruction. Though Picard ordered the Enterprise shields raised, a single speechless Borg transports into engineering and begins to probe the Enterprise computer systems. Lieutenant Worf initially attempts to incapacitate the intruder with his phaser, set on stun, which has no effect. Worf is forced to use the kill setting in order to neutralize the Borg. Immediately afterwards, a second Borg appears and continues probing the computer, now proving to be completely immune to phaser fire. Completing its mission, it strips several components from that Borg, then transports itself and the dead Borg away. The Borg ship contacts the Enterprise and demands a surrender. The Borg then immobilized the Enterprise with a tractor beam, disabled the shields and used the cutting beam to slice into the saucer section to remove a cross-section of the ship, killing 18 people. Picard orders 
return of fire and the Enterprise apparently disabled the Borg ship. Against guidance device, Commander William Riker takes an away team to the immense Borg cube where they find mostly dormant Borg drones and a Borg nursery. Data discovered that the Borg ship is regenerating and repairing the damage made by the Enterprise. The away team is beamed directly to the bridge, and Picard ordered that they demand at maximum depart at maximum warp. The warp ship suddenly reactivates and begins pursuit, getting the Enterprise. Q appears on the bridge and warns Picard that the Borg will never stop chasing them and cannot be defeated. Picard attempts to fight back against the Borg to no avail and finally admits he needs Q's help. Q obliged saving returning the Enterprise to its last position in Federation space. Picard, though thankful for Q's lesson, blames Q for the death of his crew. Q disappears, but not before reminding them again of their ill-preparedness. Guinan warns Picard that now that the Borg are aware of the Federation presence, they will be they will be coming. Picard reflects that perhaps Q did the right thing for the wrong reason by bringing forward their encounter with the Borg, as it is informed that the. Federation what lies ahead of them and they continue to explore. Alright guys, let's see how Amanda is doing. Hello Amanda. Well hello. I am doing pretty good today. My right knee is a little bit sore. I think I hit it on something the other day, doing something out in the garage, which I probably did because we were uh, making a bunch of room in the garage so we can get the Honda in there. I don't even think there's enough room in there right now. Mm. <laughs> so packed. It's so packed. And we had a snowstorm a few days ago. Oh well, that's life in Canada. We've had a few days this week. We're only on what Tuesday? Yeah, a couple days this week, where we already had snow. We're supposed to get more this week, I guess. <sighs> I don't like snow, but whatever. <laughs> Well, guys, I have also some exciting news. Yeah. Last week, I got an email of this uh, company who do podcast stats. And they notified us that we are the number one podcast of in the sci-fi category in Guatemala. And Woo. we are in the second place. And I now I need to check that one more time because we awesome. have put, uh, the second position in the category of fiction in Guatemala and we are position 18 in the category of all podcasts in Guatemala. So I'm very, very proud of this stats, what we have. Oh, wow. Although it's just wow. in Guatemala. But, yeah, but still, but still, yeah, I'm. Uh, I think this is the positive uh, reaction we needed to go on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What?" When you sent me that, I was like, "What?" I was surprised. I was like, "Wow, that's awesome!" 
Yeah, me too. And uh, I never thought that would sci-fi was that big in a, a yeah. country like Guatemala. Well, yeah, it, 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 it surprises you how far sci-fi gets around the world. I think sci-fi is so... Um, I think that it's just in general that people would like and it, it doesn't matter if you are living in a rich country or in a poor country. Yeah. Everybody likes their sci-fi. And I think we have a lot of thank of to Gene Roddenberry because he had this vision of to put a black African woman yeah. on the bridge also as an Asian on the bridge and yes. um, woman. thanks to him we thinking a little bit more out of the box if I can say it like yeah. that yeah he was definitely thinking out of the box and uh, yeah it, 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 it came as a surprise it was really coming as a surprise and yeah. I must say, I didn't tell you this, but lately I had some offers to uh, make for our podcast, Girls Talking Track, uh, a professional website. Holy uh, crap, that's awesome. Yeah, but you know, it's still, like I said, we do this for fun. Yeah. We yeah, don't... We don't earn any money of it and it is not even professional no. what we're doing so i'm just no. um yeah yeah, yeah we, we just do this for fun we're not like pros at it we just do it for fun we're having fun talking about each episode and saying what character we like and what character we'd rather throw out of an airlock well you know it's also i think like um <laughs> it's not that we are professional schooled in it and yeah. I think, of course, there are a lot of improvements to be doing, but I'm thinking of, yeah, it's, it's just, I think the time and the amount of things we are putting in right now is just enough for us, what we are doing in today. And yeah. when I was thinking of making a Patreon page, there is so much more to think of and to donate your time in. So that's one of the reasons I didn't go for it. Yeah, I don't blame you. So, um, let's start with the episode. Um, of course, like you said, guys, um, give me some feedback about the intro text I doing. I am um, recapping already the plot of the episode. So most of the time you will hear things that we were saying two or three times but give me some feedback on what you think about me going over the plot so this is indeed the episode i thought it would be with q this is the episode that q is um uh, sending the enterprise uh seven thousand light years further yeah. to encounter for the first time the Borg. Oh, yeah. And 
you know, in one way I had to laugh about it because this is the first time we meet the Borg and it was so crappy in the costumes. You could see just a latex yeah. uh, and, and then some kind of a Borg assemblement on it. If you see the Borg outfits today... They look really good now. They are really good now, yeah. And if yeah, you see some of the like, cosplays as well, it's... I know. I There's a picture of me. I don't know if you've seen it. You might have seen it. There's a picture of me. There was a few years before this whole crazy thing with COVID went on. I went to a convention called Chicon in Miramichi. And there were two Borg from the Moncton area. Two people dressed as Borgs. And I have a picture of me with them on my phone. I'll have to share it to you in the messenger later so you can post it to something. Post it to the uh, podcast page. And they were dressed as Borg, and I was dressed as Brent Spiner's character, Sydney from Outcast. And I'm standing right between those two. Just, I was kind of nervous because it was hilarious. And that picture, along with others, ended up in the Miramichi newspaper. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I know. It was hilarious. It was, and it was, and you know, that was the weird thing because they didn't say we are the Borg, you will be assimilated and resistant yeah. this future. They didn't say that. It was just totally, yeah. How do I say this? So just, just minusly like a bee working away, like a worker bee, basically. Yeah, it's That's just the, like yeah, just, like boop boop boop. Let's screw up something here. Boop boop. Type thing messing around with stuff whatever so if we start the episode we have that hot chocolate incident with picard and the new ancient what she was getting on my nerves to be honest <laughs> gomez i think her last name was gomez i believe so yeah Ensign gomez <laughs> excuse me yeah she kind of like she was talking like a mile a minute, like like, like like she was so hyper. <laughs> yeah, and and she, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was also strange for Jordy. I think Jordy, mm -hmm. he reacted formidable, I guess, because he wasn't. Yeah, he's trying to be nice. Yeah, but that's Jordy. Yeah. That's just Jordy. He's just trying to be nice to. Try, yeah, I think he's like trying to calm her down to stop being so. How should I put it? Hyper yeah. and talkative. That's that's me. I'm like that sometimes because of my ADHD. I'm hyper and I'm talkative like she was. I get that way at times, and Dan has to tell me to stop. <laughs> so, so um, at the end, Picard is going to his quarters to. Uh, to change because he said well uh and also mm. picard was very nice to her he 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 already saw that she was so talkative and and mm. excited and uh so but he he told her it's fine and i will go to my uh room to change and that's fine you know and yeah. when he, when he uh stepped out the turtle left he was not walking into the corridor but he was in a shuttle with a crew member mm -hmm. and it would be any chance that something someone we know yep 
Oh dear. It's the Q. It's Q. Played by John Delancey. That man is hilarious as Q. And of course Q, he likes to be a pest at times. Oh, he was so super annoying this episode. Oh, yes. But there's oh, one thing yes. I also really noticed, and that was how young those two were. They were so young. Mm. If you see them now, you know, like when they when you see them in Star Trek Picard. Yeah. It's so it's it's not even imaginable that they they would reprise that role. What is it? Twenty twenty five years later. At least, because it was in the nineties. It ended. I graduated. Yeah, over twenty five years later, I would say. Because that's when I graduated in ninety eight. So yeah, ninety eight. I think is when TNG ended. I think, isn't it? Um. What I was when I saw that shot, though the the first thing that comes into mind was it looks like a more modern shuttle mm. what is weird but yeah if you see okay. in the if you see in the in the former seasons it's like a little bit more to the old version of uh star trek tos okay so, and, yeah, I don't know, it's not the captain's yard because we also have that as a model, but, yeah, that was something I noticed. So, um, Picard was battering with him, and, um, there was, uh, Troy came to the bridge very... Um, worried? Worried, indeed. And she called Picard, didn't answer. Riker uh, asked the computer uh, to locate Captain Picard, and he wasn't on the ship. Yeah, the computer goes, goes, Picard is not on the ship, and there is no shuttlecraft either on the ship. They're like, what is going on? So they start the... They start a, a search mission, and one way or another, uh, it was like, um, no, first we see Garden in Time Forward, um. and she was talking to someone, and then she feels that something is wrong, so she called yes, the she bridge, did. and she never called the bridge. Mm. Yeah, like, she sensed something was amiss. Like, she's like, what is going on? Something seems off. So she, yeah, she called the bridge, and Breaker's like, Gunnan, you never called the bridge. She's like, no, but I sense something is off type thing. Like, she almost, she's kind of like Deanna with the mind-reading type deal, but she's not a Beta-Z. I forget. Allurian. She's an Allurian, I think they yeah. said. That's it, Allurian. So they're kind of similar in the ways of being able to sense things, I guess? Um, it's more like that because they are very old creatures. And, mm. you know, in one way, I have always had the feeling that they took human forms instead of um, an alien form in that way. But they are very special in a way of 
who they are and what they are. It's like uh, Una, you know, Una from uh, number one. Number one. Trying to think about that one. First officer of uh, Pike and Kirk. Oh, okay. And the TOS series, she being played by uh, Majoro Roddenberry. And in Strange New World, she's been played by, oh, what's her name? She's very famous. Her husband is also in uh, Lower Ducks. Uh, Rebecca Robine. That's her name. Oh, Rebecca Romaine? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's the one that did uh, Mystique on X-Men. Was that her? I thought that was, yeah. uh, I thought that was, uh, what's her name? The one who played, uh, uh, uh Kathleen in, uh, uh, damn, what's the, uh, well, with the trials, Hunger well, they did, Games. They did have multiple, well, they did have multiple people play Mystique, but Rebecca Romain has done Mystique a couple of times. Okay, um, so, um, Q is still toying with Picard and for <laughs> it was really right away, oh, dude, why the hell, you <laughs> promised never to interfere with Picard and the crew again, and now you're doing it, you know, <sighs> know. and then he said, like, well, Captain Moncapitan, I... <laughs> Uh, keep my promise because we're not on your ship and I was thinking what? dude you I want to kick your butt that hard that you are flying so hard far in space that nobody yeah. can find you not even a Q continuum mm. he was so annoying didn't that... so yeah, didn't at one point he, he went up behind him and whispered in his ear like really close yeah, that was on uh, when they were back on the Enterprise, but we will come to that part uh, in a minute. Um, okay. So, Q was saying, well, I will bring you back to the ship if you promise me to hear me out. So, Picard say, okay, yes, and then they appear in Ten Forward. And Ten Forward seems empty, but only Guinan was there. And um, Guinan was very shocked uh, to see him because that was they, that was a really they had encountered each other's species. Oh yeah, they they didn't they didn't like each other that well. And she like she popped up from behind the counter all like she was all ready to go raptor mode on him. She had her hands up and everything like her. Yeah, that ha that uh, hands up. That is one of the her familiar of uh, famous poses on. If you go to conventions and want her autograph, you can buy a picture of her and then you can let it sign oh. her. And that is nine of the ten times that picture that she's standing with her hands up like that to uh, fight Q. That is one of the famous pictures that is floating around of her. Oh, okay. So, that moment after, Riker and Worf are joining them in Ten Forward, and that conversation, oh my god, um, I have to laugh about this. 
So, the first thing Q said to Worf, Hello, Microbrain. Grow <laughs> for me. Uh. So, yeah. That was make me laugh again and was saying, oh yeah, I oh, remember that. Well, that was funny. And Amazing Worf hasn't taken him, grabbed him, and just dropped him into a table for that. Um, have you already seen Picard Season 3? I'm watching it. Alright. I, I already got the first three episodes watched. Uh, sorry guys, but this is a little spoiler. <gasps> Worf... Oh. Is making a freaking good and big entrance. Oh, did he ever? Oh my! And then there was a scene in season, in episode two, I believe, or three, I can't remember which one, that Worf, uh, I mean Ruffy, was uh, wanted to fight him, but he. Was his uh, her correspondent in whatever mm. else what they do, but Worf was practicing his um, battle moves on Klingon opera, and <laughs> although they see him as a pacifist now, he mm. is still fighting so hard, and I I really have to say this. That scene with um, him being there as Worf, he is so matured mm. now. And I really lo love what they did with all making the former TNT cast older. I really love that. Oof. Yeah, I love his outfit. I love how he has his like long, long hair. I love his long hair on him. And you know what it also is? Um, you, we see here a matured Worf, and this is the actually Worf I really like. The Worf of TNG, and uh, even a part of Deep Space Nine I didn't like. And, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to see that they make him like this, and I have the feeling when I see Star Trek Picard Season 3, this is it. They're really giving not 100%, but a 1000%. Mm. And I can't wait what is it, it's going to process with it. I know. I wonder what Episode 4 is going to be like on Thursday. Oh, oh, oh. It's going to be wild. I don't know. I don't know. I I I I try not to get those uh, little pre videos. I no, I, I don't, don't want that. Either, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I bet you it will be wild. It will be wild. I when I saw the first episode, it was already wow, and the second episode oh, no. was the second second episode was wow indeed. And then I, yeah. it was hitting me of the makers are really, really keeping their promises. What they promised the mm -hmm. the track fans. Oh, guys, I got a little bit of a sad track news too. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if you guys have heard it already, but 
season five of Discovery will be the final season. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Oh. So, I think they do that maybe because there are in. Uh, I think they, uh, of course, uh, Strange New World is still in production, but also the new one with uh, Michelle Yu as uh, in uh, Section Thirty One is in production. Oh. I thought they were. Uh, far I heard one of the last rumors, and uh, that rumor came from uh, Will Wheaton himself, is that they're gonna make uh, a movie of the Section Thirty One. And oh. I don't know if the, if if now if they are going to make a a movie or if they're gonna make a series of it. Hmm. Sounds interesting. So um, let's get back to the episode. Okay. Um. So Q said hello, Microbrain, and um, Q came with the biggest shock ever, I think, in what he did in TNG. And maybe even in Voyager and the other series. He announced that he wants to become a member of the Enterprise crew to serve and oh. uh, go with him, head them to missions, to the unknown worlds. And the reaction of, as well as Worf, as Picard, as uh, Riker, was um, very skeptical. And Riker guessed it right away and told them, well, the only thing you want to become a crew member because you have no sanctuary somewhere. So, have you been yeah. kicked out of the kill continuum? And not really an, in a proud or embarrassed way, Q told them, yeah, I have been. After the, the last thing I did to you guys, they uh, kicked me out of the continuum. What he deserved. <laughs> And this is, by the way, not the first time he has been kicked out of the uh, continuum or stripped of his powers. Yeah, why am I not surprised? Yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed. So, uh, they talk it over, etc., etc., and uh, Picard was skeptical, and they say, well, uh, we're not, um, we are not going uh, into that because uh, you always uh, where you go is trouble yeah like if he's on that ship he's bound to cause trouble wherever he goes that was what that's what would happen if they make him a member of the crew he would just cause problems it's like good lord the only time I really laughed very hard uh, on Q was when he, um, when he, they stripped him all, of all his Q powers and he became human. And oh, he, yeah. he said he got sentry on the Enterprise and he had back pain and he didn't know what it was. 
So they let Dr. Crusher come to to the yeah. engineering and she back rubbed him and he was in so much pain that she enjoyed it to do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, she you know she was definitely enjoying putting paint on him after what he did to them. Yeah, exactly. So knowing a little fool. Q was so arrogant again of saying, Well, you need me because uh, I know what you can expect and I can guide you through the uh, difficulties uh, in what lies in the future. And Picard denied him. And so what did Q in a childish way of a childish manner um, is like he sent them 7,000 light years away to encounter mm -hmm. the Borg. Yeah, just with a click of his hand. Like that, and he sent him over 7,000 kilometers away or whatever. Kilometers or miles. And Riker asked you, why did you do that? And mm. Q said, well, I just want to give you a glimpse from the future, of the future. So then he vanished, and Picard asked Guinan, what the hell was, uh, where are we? You have encountered this before. And Guinan was really afraid, and she mm -hmm. said, you need to set uh, home right away, because it would be, they are more than two, light, uh, two years away on maximum warp to the nearest star base. And that reminded me right away of Voyager. Mm. And instead that... Picard is um, listening to Guinan. He was curious and started investigating. And Guinan said, well, it is the Borg. And she had more information of them. And she joined uh, the senior staff meeting for this time. Mm. Yeah, because she uh, knew quite a bit about the Borg and... I guess the Borg attacked her planet, I guess. It was the, yeah. Yeah, some of them got out of there in time and they were able to get away from the Borg, so she knew quite a bit of info about them and what the way they acted. Yeah, and you know, it's just like... I was very surprised that Guinan didn't have more strong... A notion of what she knew and normally Picard would listen and this time it was like okay you told me okay I'm doing this for ourselves and 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 go for it and a moment later we see um, they got a a message from engineering from La Forge that there was something going on and there was an intruder in engineering. So mm. Picard and Riker and Worf came down to investigate and that Borg drone uh, scanned the whole system and the computer and whatever else more what Borg drones do. And so uh, 
they he was trying to get uh, the analysis from uh, the enterprise and yeah i think yeah i think what he was doing was uh reading the computer see what the strength of the ship was the weaponry i think that's what it was doing yeah and um Worf got the permission to shoot it down first on stunt, of course, but that didn't help. And then nope. he needed to uh, set the phaser on kill, and that's how he killed the drone. And right away, another drone beamed down and continued to work. And this time when Worf wanted to shoot uh, that Worf down, he had uh, his adapted the shield, mm. so that drone drone finished and took some parts of the that drone and then they beamed over. There was one feeling I got also um, with this whole situation. Um, they say it's curiosity from Picard, but I had the feeling that he had, was a little bit of a naive. Uh, what do you think, Amanda? Well, yeah, because it wasn't curiosity. They were searching this they're for their weaknesses. And he said they were curious about what they, who they were. I don't think they were curious. They, want, they wanted to take the Enterprise down is what they want to try to do. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. uh, didn't well, yeah. didn't Picard was a little naive? Yeah, I would say he was. Is he? Yeah. So, after that, Garden tells her story of her people and what their encounters was with the, uh, with the Borg. And, like I said uh, in the beginning when we started... Um, the Borg was hating them, and it was not the Borg as we know today. Oh. And it was not like, um, we are the Borg, you will be assimilated, and, um, resistance is futile. That was totally different. So, that was very different. Because this is the first time we met the Borg, and they didn't really, they didn't say anything. They just came on, did whatever, and left. Hmm. Hmm. Not only that. Not only that. It's just like, yeah. Hmm. So, then the Borg uh, hold the Enterprise with some kind of a tractor beam. Hmm. And, uh... The Enterprise was firing back. Then there yeah, is. Yeah, they couldn't uh, really. Yeah, you can't. They can't really damage the ship. They realized after a while, and they brought it up on uh, view screen after they fired at it, and they saw the damage. But here's the kicker: the damage was fixing itself. Yeah, yeah, but it's like um, it's like a starfish regenerating. The ship was regenerating its parts back. Yeah, and it was so like a lizard. The cube was. Damage, but also uh, all the drones were in stasis. So mm. Riker wanted to go with um, Data and Worf to investigate. They want to get more 
information. And Guinan really can't believe her ears because she was warning um, them time after time and they just don't listen. And so they uh, got onto the Borg ship. They were investigating that and see they were in stasis and some were coming out but didn't pay attention to them. And then they found a nursery with a Borg baby. And yeah. what, what I noticed is that Riker is really uh, communicating it very well to Picard. He described what he sees uh, as the baby born Borg grows. He sees how, uh, how what he sees. And he did that mm. very well. Mm. So there was something, and I can't remember what, that made Picard uh, beam the awaiting back straight to the bridge. And Picard wanted to get out of there with Warp 8. But mm. the Borg was pursuing them. And that was the scene that you saw that the workshop while they were pursuing the enterprise uh it re was repairing themselves mm. and then of course q appears and he was still boogering them with the uh, thing of uh okay okay you need me that and that and um picard needed to say those words i need you q and right away when picard said that q sent them back to that starting point when this episode begins okay. after that we see the last scene is that picard and garden playing some kind of a falcon chess with special uh special chess uh pieces yeah, I think it's like a 3D chess, I think it is. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you can buy that, apparently. Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, I've seen it, too, somewhere. I forget where I saw it, but... It, oh, it'd be so hard to play. Hmm, maybe. Good. Uh... So, guys, we are at the ending of this episode. Amanda, do you want, still want to add something? I thought it was a pretty good episode, pretty good, pretty good introduction, in, uh, introduction to the Borg. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, the outfits, like, this is the first time meeting the Borg, because their outfits are kind of like, meh. But when you start meeting the Borg more and more in the, in the episodes, future episodes, their outfits get pretty crazy and more, um, um. Borg-like. Stylish and, yeah, Borg-like, more lasers, more weaponry, stuff like that. And, of course, Lore's going to be among them in certain episodes, because he's a jerk at times. And uh, Q, yeah, Q's annoying. What else is new? The little pest of the space, you could call him. And Guinan, she's a, she's a good character. I like her character. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like this episode quite a bit. So, the IMDb rating is very high this time for this episode. Oh. It's an 8 point nine oh yeah that's the definitely good score for this for this episode 
So what would you rate it? Um, I would give it a flat nine because I liked it a lot. Okay, I will <laughs> rate it. I rate it an an eight. Uh, okay. I had I had the feeling that they could do more. Yeah. And maybe a, you know so maybe making out a, a two part or because there was a moment that I had the feeling okay. Picard will be abducted and um, we will see Lucutus. Oh, yeah, there could have been a two-parter. I guess they wanted to keep the whole Lucutus thing in the future episodes, I guess. Was that not also in a movie? Oh, no. It, well, kind of. He went back to where Alice Cringe was, the board queen, and they were going to do it, make him Lucutus. Because she had data with him too, yeah. But she called him Locutus, but he didn't have like all the, all the stuff on him at, in that movie. Um, there was something else, and uh, uh, Star Trek Online players uh, know what I mean. If you are doing the tutorial of the Starfleet side, the Fed side, there was a, a moment that the Borg would um, enter the engineering and it was um, I think that is the same season and reason uh, of this scene they picked it off from there so it was very uh, recognizable for me to watch that scene okay um yeah guys well Sorry for the spoilers of Picard. A little bit. It's not <laughs> totally different. But uh, yeah, I had to say this. And um, like I said in one of the episodes of Orenda Talks episode of a podcast. I will, after Picard ended, I will do a whole episode of Star Trek Picard 3 but that is just when it ends and um, yeah I really really enjoying this season of Picard oh. yeah I know so good I it's really good watch at least one episode. <laughs> so um, well Amanda uh, I think uh, this is the end of this episode um, well, thank you. All. Yeah, thank you for joining me again. And yeah. we see you guys in two weeks. Yeah, see you guys in two weeks. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Dear listeners, thank you for listening and join us in two weeks for a new episode recap. In the next episode, we will recap the episode Samartin Snare. I also like to tell you about my other podcast called Orenda Talks. Orenda Talks is a podcast which and I talk about books, movies, fandoms and other geek things. You can find Orenda Talks on the YouTube channel or join the Facebook group. We will see you in two weeks.